two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. We kind of got into the bomb wrong, like a little bit. The whole like, hey, hey everybody. Here's, here's okay. a joy. Because like, yeah, there's, I don't know if it's like every single episode, but there's, yeah, like dozens of uh, the, the Joy of Painting episodes. And it is just like super chill. Just like have Bob Ross talk you to sleep and like give you a hug. <laughs> and then you get a painting afterwards. Um, <laughs> but um, but the one that, and again, just like, I guess, bless the, al- bless the algorithm. Because I have no idea how this came up. But what we've been watching for the last like week and a half to wind us down and go to sleep is like behind the scenes at Japanese udon noodle restaurants. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the like typical episode is here's a like seventy year old dude. He's been working at this restaurant for forty years. Um, he he rolls up at like four thirty in the morning, and he's like making all the broth, and he's making the noodle dough and then he either like stomps on it because that's part of the traditional udon uh process is like you need it by like putting it in a bag and then stomp stomping on it with your feet or maybe he has like a machine that does all that and so yeah he's like chopping onions and boiling uh flaked bonito to make the dashi and then it like goes through the lunch hour and it shows him just like whipping out his thing and like Udon for you, tempura for you, uh, sushi. Get out of here! This is a noodle restaurant. We, um, and, and then like that's just it, and it's like super, and, and like there's no narration. Uh, there's no like, oh, and here he's adding the soy sauce, like, and it's just super chill. I love it. I al- I also kind of want to open an udon noodle shop. I'd open a noodle shop, yeah. Like hell yeah, just dude. just alone to be able to get my hands on some like actual dashi and make like dashi stock. Because right, goddamn, do I love some um, miso? And you just oh my god, yes. You can't get dashi down here, and so it's you know yeah. you can fake it. You can get the little like Lipton soup packets and dump it in, and there's yeah, the little, but even like, that freeze dried bits of tofu, and it's just oh, this is salt and gross. Yay. Right, yeah, it is. It is. It would. Uh, we fortunately, again, being in like a actual state capital, I guess, because um, I keep having to remind myself about that. Yeah, we have a number of um, sort of international and ethnic, and even specifically like Asian uh, grocery stores around here. And yeah, it's great to be like, no, it sounds kind of fun. Let's just like buy raw fish and have sardashimi for dinner. And so we'll oh, do yeah. it. We'll just roll up over there, and it's it's great. It's awesome. And so wherever uh, life's journeys take me afterwards, I'm going to, just like I got spoiled having really good Mexican food um, there in Alamosa, now I'm going to get spoiled like, oh, man, can't there's no, like, fish market here that I could just, like, roll up and buy an octopus? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. I don't know. And... That is again like doing doing work on helping me get to sleep at night. Because uh, th- there was that what there was like a documentary about like a sushi chef, and it was like Toji dreams of sushi or something like that. Well, Josh, yeah, Jiro dreams of sushi. J- that's, Jiro, that's, that's a good it. one. 
Yeah, and oh, it is. It's great. It's great. Yeah, and so I guess uh, the the not really anticipated sequel to that is Josh Dreams of Udon. <laughs> <laughs> Mid thirty year old white dude in the Midwest he can't fall asleep, so he watches YouTube. <laughs> Followed swiftly by Mark Dreams of Miso, and it's just me dumping my little oh, packet of Miso crap into the coffee cup yeah. and nuking it, and this isn't good at all. This is, yeah, this isn't it. This isn't it. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, well, well, Mark, it is, it's funny that we're both sort of talking about Japanese food and certain cravings that maybe haven't been met for quite some time, because um, you know what? I think crossed both our minds uh, coming into this recording of the Two Wizards podcast. You know what we haven't talked about in honestly quite some time? What's that, good buddy? Yo, Kai, baby. Woo! We're going to do Yo, Kai. Yo, Kai. Welcome, everybody, to the Two Wizards podcast. Yo, Kai. God, yes, yes. I uh, welcome everybody. Not since the... what, like November yeah. or something was our last it was yokai a long... episode? Wasn't even, yeah, it, I think it was like October or November because we were doing, I think, part of like our like Halloween challenge or like Spook Tober or something. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's been like it's been like half a year since we've talked about yokai. Uh, we, which we're is a due. Shame. We do one every season, and damn it, this is season four, and I think we are overdue for it. We are overdue. So, yes, welcome everybody to the Two Wizards podcast. We're doing it again. We're talking about yokai, and my name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. And Josh, tonight is a very special episode. Do you know what tonight is for you and I right now? Uh, what is it? It's Walpurgis Knock, buddy. <gasps> That's right. Yeah, it well, I guess today not. is, you know, um, yeah. today today is Beltane, technically, because we're yes. recording this on, you know, May 1st. That's but yeah, right. we would be recording this during the Walpurgis Knock cycle. So, that and I am reminded sense. of all those years ago when you and I opened a little play called Cthulhu by Candlelight, <laughs> ostensibly <laughs> enough also... on Walpurgis Knocked. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that was. I just think it's kind of important we should point that one out. Like, actually point out something magical being you know two wizards <laughs> yeah yeah true true well and, and and uh if memory serves didn't cthulhu by candlelight even open i think that was our opening night yeah 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 that was May it 1st. yeah but well well yeah well yes that i think that makes because yeah that, that's also the the time when like the veils between the worlds are like lowered or or fainter so there's all this crossing over so you're damn right we're due for a yokai episode <laughs> Reaching backwards to ourselves in yeah o- October or whenever and say like guys we August eleventh about... was when our no was way. our last yokai yeah was it that Jesus that's when we dropped the last one was August eleventh which means we would have recorded that like August the eighth jeez yeah that was oh, man now now I feel bad I feel like <laughs> I I'm eh, I, I don't know maybe maybe that's maybe I'm getting too too horned up for yokai because yeah just. I just have so much so much yokai to talk about <laughs> can one get too horned up for yokai well we're I, about to find out i i guess we will i guess we will uh and i get and on that topic as well um we did i think also kind of collaborate on what is in our wizards tankards this time around mark what what are you drinking what are we drinking 
Well, I owe you an apology. We did collaborate. And then I totally threw all that aside and called an audible. And I bought a bottle of G Joy Jumai Jinjo Genshu Sake. No, that's that is thematically. I thought it was appropriate. appropriate what with yeah. yokai and all, and yeah. No, that that makes total sense. Well, and and then here's here's the other thing. So I'll I'll tie mine in in a certain way. Yeah, you, you might say that like it's somewhat of a tradition here at the Two Wizards podcast, even though we like haven't talked about yokai in a bit, because yeah, there's going to be yokai part four, right? And it's certainly a tradition. Uh, it's something from the past that we do. You might even say. It's a little bit old-fashioned. So that's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking me an old-fashioned. <laughs> and I know we like kind of floated the idea. I think just because I was drinking some already earlier in the week on like Thursday. And like was like drunk texting you. And you're like, hey, old-fashions for podcast? Old-fashions for, for podcast. But uh, yeah, so I have Sugar Cube, Angostura Bitters, um, Little Water... And my bourbon tonight is courtesy of Watershed uh, Distillery here in Columbus. Watershed. Very nice. Yeah. So, uh, cheers on you, buddy. Kampai. Kampai, good buddy. Oh, oh man. Ooh, this not is fun. Not at all. This is fun. What's, so, what's the matter? What happened? Well, so the the thing with, I think old fashioned specifically, but then also a lot of sort of cocktail drinks is you don't necessarily want to have the ice cubes. Because they melt too fast and they water it down. So you oh, want to get yeah. like the block. And so we got these, I, I, the Christmas present or birthday present for one of us a couple years back. The Mrs. Wizard and I, I'll, I'll try to take a picture. But it's like make your own kind of like ice ball mold things. Um, and I had every intention of doing that. Uh, but I guess I didn't. Get it in the freezer fast enough so it just totally, like, the, the shell is ice, but the inside was still liquid and just spilled oh. out. And so this is super watered down now. Oh, no. Oh, I'm hoist by my own petard here. Um, yeah, the irony being, if I went with ice cubes, I would be fine right now. But the other thing I was really excited about was this, you know, like, ice uh, ball mold thing. Um, they're little kitty cat heads. <laughs> and I was totally going to take a picture and I, I guess I still can take a picture, uh, but but yeah, that's okay. Watered down old fashioned is still better than no old fashioned. I say. <laughs> I'm kind of glad we're both not drinking old fashions because, man, we might just get too old fashioned. Well, I'm thinking, and I even told myself too, because uh, when we did Negronis and like three or four other times doing like a cocktail, I would pour myself like. Not even a double, like uh, not even a double, but like a triple or a quadruple. Uh, and then I realized, I said, like Josh, you can't do that. You can't do that. Just, just, just make one at a time. When you take your break, you can go mix another one. It's fine. You don't need the twenty fluid ounce mason jar filled to the brim with old fashioned, because <laughs> that'll probably kill you, bud. That'll probably kill you. Uh, <laughs> well, and you know, I've got the I've got the bare elements of it, so maybe I could just like whip one up on our break, yeah, and we could have yeah we double could do... old fashioned, yeah. I was I was looking to um, there's there is such a thing as a newfangled, <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is apparently it's like oh no this this isn't your boomer dad's old fashioned this is a old fashioned for us millennials in the 21st century, uh. 
But I think like the biggest difference is instead of a maraschino cherry, it's organic cherry juice. I'm like, you, of Ew. course, of course, millennials would have to come along and try to like reinvent something to make it better or more like environmentally conscientious, but just ruin it. <laughs> Hair juice? No, uh, no, uh, 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 cherry. So like in, oh, instead of the oh, cherry, I thought you said organic pear juice. And I'm like, that's not even the same goddamn thing. Yeah. No, yeah, che- cherry. Yeah, um, but yeah, so I'm I'm fine drinking the real deal, the the old old fashioned, even if yeah, my ice kind of sphere burst. And <laughs> uh, but anyway, so 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 yeah, Mark. I think as with all of our other yokai episodes, probably sort of trade trade these cute little fun critters that we. That we love so much and love learning about. We'll just kind of go back and forth, riff on them a bit. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes as much sense to me as, as anything. Um, would you like the honors? Would you like me to start off? Yeah. Take her away, buddy. And I would like to point out, I have a special theme tonight. Listeners, see if oh. you can pick up on it before the end of the episode. Oh, well, and, and that's great because I'm usually the one with who kind of themes things together. Um, making it either completely obvious or what did i say the last time like they all have the letter r in them <laughs> for that scp yeah yeah for the, the that, that was it for, yeah. for the scp the red ice and the yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh but so i i also i also i thought i would be I, I i had this theme in mind and i thought i would be able to find more of them but but honestly to my surprise maybe my sources aren't i don't know i need to i need to like go into like the rare books and manuscripts collection there on campus and be like, hey, uh, library assistant, can I take a look at this 14th century uh, Japanese woodcut like book? Could I, could I do that? I'm doing a podcast <laughs> on yokai. Um, but yes, inspired by my late night watching trends um, to try to help me fall asleep, I was wanting to do like kitchen, kitchen yokai, Ooh, cooking yokai. Okay. But like I said, man, I was actually kind of shocked that I didn't that I didn't really see um, as many as I was thinking uh, because and then I was thinking about it too we, we, we already sort of previously touched on a lot of these we talked about uh, uh, Zuki uh, Rai the red the red bean washer mm-hmm. I mean that guy probably <laughs> shoki 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 wash my yeah, beans yeah, sh- yeah, yeah. right right uh, we talked about Tofu Kozu uh, Tofu Boy Mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. that he's he's also could easily find work in a restaurant, um, like serving tofu to people, uh, and then even our our favorite, probably of all time, uh, Seto Taisho, the teapot samurai, who's made of all the broken, <laughs> yeah, like teapots or or plates that have been spilled, and uh, man, that guy runs a runs a type operation behind the scenes like if a, if cooks are like messy or they're not cleaning up after themselves he'll assemble and like chase them down and like whack them with his little teapot samurai sword um so so yeah i i did kind of have to like push push some some of what i meant by like kitchen yokai or cooking yokai but the first one that i want to start off with is yao bikuni and she this is like a singular one. It's not like a whole like genus of yokai. But but this yokai, uh, her name translates roughly to uh, the 800-year nun. Okay. <laughs> and so the story goes that one day 
a group of uh, a, a fisherman discovered a strange creature when he was hauling in his net, hauling in his catch. It was the largest fish he ever caught. So he took it back to the village and he gathered all the other fishermen around and said, like, hey, check out this thing. This is this is incredible. Um, come to find out this thing was not a fish because it had a human face. And it was actually a ningyo, which is like a Japanese mermaid, essentially. Oh. And so everybody was like, oh, crap, man, you caught a ningyo. That's awesome. But wait, like we were going to like have a big feast in our village uh but we probably shouldn't eat this thing uh pro- probably not good uh so they all agreed like okay we're not gonna eat this mermaid thing whatever whatever except one dude i don't know if he was like off in the bathroom or i don't know maybe he was already in his sake cups and wasn't quite paying attention one dude sliced off a little bit of the ningyo put it in his pocket Went home and yeah, like passed out. The following morning, he wakes up and he realizes like, oh no, wait, I still have this little bit of yummy meat in my pocket. Uh, yum yum, I'm hungry. It's breakfast time. Goes to look inside, uh, the meat's not gone. And what does he see out of the corner of his eye? His daughter, chowing down oh, no. on this little uh, piece of ningyo. So he immediately got stressed out. He's like, oh god, what's gonna happen? Is she? Is she poisoned? Is she going to die? Is she going to turn into this weird yokai thing? Um, But as days went on, things were okay. And she just, again, just grew up uh, as one normally would. Beautiful, smart, uh, charming young woman. Turns out, if you eat a ningyo, you become essentially immortal. Oh, well, damn. Yeah. And so many years passed, but the young girl never seemed to age a day. She got married, her father grew old and died, eventually so did her husband, but no matter how many years passed, the girl remained as youthful and beautiful as she did in her teens. And everybody she cared for grew old and died while she never aged. And yeah, as you can imagine, that could kind of stress you out. That would be, that'd be kind of, that'd be kind of rough to like be that immortal person and like have all of your friends and family die, have your husband die maybe even husbands. Uh, Mm -hmm. But so she eventually uh, joined a temple and became a nun. And after hundreds of years, this girl who was known as Yao Bikuni grew weary. She's like, okay, whatever. I I can even only be a nun and help people out for so long. This is just, uh, this is just really stressing me out. And so she uh, peaced out. She went to the Wakasa province found a cave, hold up there, pun somewhat intended, and she prayed day and night, like, please just let me let me end my long life. This is this is too much for any one person to bear. But she sat there for so long that she eventually just turned into stone. And oh, if sure. and if you happen to find this cave there in the Wakasa province and peek inside and see a what would it, what would look like a uh, a sculpted statue of a beautiful young girl. You just came across uh, Yao Bikuni. All right. So, again, yeah, like kind of kitchen cooking related. I just, I just think it's very funny that like one of the things we've talked about so often is uh, these yokai serving is yeah, like cautionary tales. Be a good little boy or girl. Don't be a bad little boy or girl. 
I don't know if there's necessary. I mean, like, yeah, don't eat strange meat. I guess that's maybe one. Uh, but then again, <laughs> you know what like, it is. You know oh, what, what it is. What, what? It's don't leave your weed out where your kids can get. Don't leave your <laughs> edibles out where your kids can get into it because it's going to slow down time for them and then they're going to get stoned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. That's just it. Like if it was like a, a slice of. And so, yeah, maybe maybe that's it. Like in this, in this like. Old school uh, Japanese PSAs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You either live, live a hundred years uh, to retire as a nun and then you like turn to stone. Oh, actually, no, that's it. Yeah, and like, and like you get paralyzed. There's a paralysis. Yeah. Mm, I think you just cracked this case, man. I think you did. <laughs> Woohoo! Two wizards. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So, so who is who is your first yokai that you want to share? And uh, listeners, once again, see if you can. Like I, I already said what my theme is, but but listen to Marks. Uh, see if you can piece together the clues. Uh, yeah. and we'll see and we'll see yeah well because because i don't know i don't know what what the theme is so i'm i'm just as excited as anybody else yeah so uh my first one is a little guy literally a little guy this might be the littlest yokai we've ever discussed josh <laughs> okay it's called a uh, kosho mm. and it's a parasitic yokai it lives in between the space of the heart and the diaphragm and it likes to eat sweet sake oh okay i don't know Ooh. When you said like, "Oh, he's a cute little guy," I was immediately like, "Yeah, right there with you." But if he's like living inside of you and drinking your booze, yeah, that's the, <laughs> that's that's pr- oh, okay. But tell me more about uh, yeah, uh, and this comes out of uh, yokai.com. Um, hmm. Kosho is a parasitic yokai with a snake-like body and a small childlike face. It has a white scruffy beard, an umbrella-like protrusion on top of its head. It can speak and is constantly chattering like a child. It loves sweet sake. It lives in between the heart and the diaphragm, where neither medicine can reach him nor acupuncture needles get down to puncture, puncture his little ass out. Not okay. even the best doctors. So it's basically like um, uh, an analogy for a terminal illness. Uh, the best mm. doctors cannot come up with a way to treat it because his umbrella-shaped head blocks poison from killing or medicine from killing him, <laughs> and he lives too deep for acupuncture needles to be effective. And that's just all there is. Just a weird, a, a weird little snippet for a weird little guy. <laughs> Kosho. I actually, well, now I just have a cute image of yeah, this little guy with his like umbrella hat. All right, here comes. I don't know, like an early form of penicillin, or uh, yeah, some like ground up herbs or something. And his little um, umbrella hat just goes bat, bats, bats it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> The image is kind of cute, like I, I, yeah, I just pulled it up, and that is pretty cute. It's pretty cute. Sort of, uh, listeners, as you also could probably visualize, um, little little sperm like, but yeah, but yeah, like if there's a little guy with a head and an umbrella hat and a snake body, well, yeah, of course he's gonna look look like that. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I guess I also should have mentioned that my source was uh, yokai.com for. Yeah, we'll oh, be cool, cool. Um, but also, uh, and and this was, I, I was gonna say this like it was like it was a cool thing, but I mean I guess it's less cool if it was what like eight months ago. Um, Mark, you were talking about Yokai at Attack, this book mm-hmm. by Hiroko Yada and Matt Alt. I was so inspired from our from our last recording that I went ahead and bought myself a copy, and oh, yeah, yeah, 
it's phenomenal. It's it's great. It's a great little read. I love it. The illustrations are awesome. And listening back on previous yokai episodes when you would talk about some of these ones, like, oh yeah, that's 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 the drawing. That that's the illustration that we had. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one in there is that one of a teapot samurai, and he's got his I little know. like it's so Naginata made out of fine bone china. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. He's just messing I, it up. <laughs> So who would you rather, and and not to like dominate it too much, but who would you rather have um, running your kitchen? Would you rather have a teapot samurai or like a Gordon Ramsay, like screaming at people? What is this? Hello. It's raw. <laughs> Can I split the difference and say Gordon Ramsay, the teapot samurai? <laughs> so he picks up like the two little pieces of like, you know the 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 sticky rice that you put for like sushi <laughs> and sticks it between your head what are you doko deska watashi wa bake desu yeah that's it he's like stomping around it's raw uh yeah yeah we're making sushi here like that's what we do we 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 cut the yellow tail we put it on we're not supposed to cook it or or, or no that that be it. that would be it like he would scream at you if the fish is cooked it's like, this is supposed to be sashimi. What are you doing? You having a laugh? <laughs> okay. We're going we're gonna to buy a food truck, Mark. We're going to buy a food truck. Oh. Okay. And we'll, have, and we'll have udon. We'll have miso soup. We'll okay. maybe do like a special, like, like a, ro- a menu rotation thing with like, yeah, maybe some like sushi or... Something like that. And we'll call ourselves the Teapot Samurai. Or, or well, no, I, I guess if it's a food truck, we could call ourselves the Teapot Ronin. Yeah, and then I like that like idea. Roll into town, little Kurosawa, um, you know, like the letterbox on the screen. <laughs> teapot Ronin. <laughs> oh, I love it. What, what, what a... Uh, Shiro Shiro Ronin no Gohan the yeah oh yeah the white the white Ronin of meals. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, what, what right, do you okay. got for me, buddy? So next, <laughs> next on my kitchen and cooking themed one is Umi Nyobo, and this yokai um, uh, translated to English would be something like Sea Wife. Like SEA wife. Okay. Uh, habitat is oceans and coastal areas, as you might imagine. One uh, would hope, yeah. Yeah, one would hope. And its diet is uh, carnivorous, uh, eating fish and occasionally humans. Uh, and oh. again, cur- courtesy of yokai.com. Um, Umi Nyobo are dangerous yokai who live in the ocean. They resemble human women, but have many piscine, as in like fishy, features. Um, their skin is scaly like a fish, and their fingers and toes are webbed like waterfowls and resemble fins. Uh, their teeth are sharp and brilliant like a shark's, and they are very strong and very dangerous. Um, so, yeah, I guess I, because I, I was, as I was sort of like, oh, man, there's not as many like like purely kitchen or cooking yokai. Uh, maybe just like fish. How many fish yokai can there be? And like my computer started smoking. Like error, stack <laughs> overload, too many fish yokai. Um, <laughs> but, 
but uh, <laughs> but but yeah. So because I already talked about the Ningyo, and here's another one, the uh, Umi ni, Umi Niobo, and their behavior. They they spend most of their time or most of their lives in the oceans, but however, they are able to survive on land for several days without returning to sea. Um, according to an entry for Umi Niobo in the Yamato Honzo, a biology encyclopedia written in 1709, they are unable to speak. However, many folktales depict Umi Niobo who are able to speak. Uh, so I also just love this, that uh, uh, sort of anticipating yokai attack by Hiri Rokoyoda and Matt Alt. Apparently there's also the Yamato Honzo, like some 300 years earlier. That, yeah, like documents all these yokai. And I love it. <laughs> One such story uh, about this yokai is in Iwate Prefecture, uh, two fishermen went out to sea and did not return. Their wives waited and waited for them and began to worry. An Umi Niobo came upon the bodies of the two drowned fishermen in the sea. She disguised herself as a human and visited the fishermen's wives. She handed them a package and left. When the wives opened the packages, inside were the severed heads of their drowned husbands. He severed them. Yeah. No, that was it. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> uh, and then this is, again, like a, a weird... So, understandably, the two women are very upset by this. So they screamed in horror were so overcome with grief that they threw themselves into the sea and drowned. They committed suicide. And it is said that afterwards, they became Umi Niobo themselves. So that's a that's a vicious cycle. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Goddamn. <laughs> Self-perpetuating uh, yokai. Yeah, I, I guess it is. It's a sort of, yeah, if two dudes drown, well, you just get your head chopped off. And then your wives, like, turn into more, uh, yeah, like, malicious sea, sea wives. And, <laughs> yeah, the vicious cycle. But the best known Umi Nyobo story comes from the village of uh, Upurui in Shimane Prefecture. Um, so an old man was asked by a friend to house sit while the friend went away. Uh, and, you know, this wasn't the first time he asked. So, of course, the old man's like, yeah, yeah, sure, fine. Um and so he's house-sitting and kind of like, you know, kind of snoozing, taking a nap. Uh, Half-dozing, the man suddenly felt the strange sensation that he was being watched. He awoke and looked towards the window. For a brief moment, he caught a glimpse of a pair of strange and unsettling eyes watching him. Uh, and so the dude gets, like, freaked out, finds a closet, goes and hides in the closet. A moment later, the old man heard somebody enter the house. He slid the closet door open a crack and peeked into the room, and there he saw a woman with long hair, only her body was covered in scales, and she had webbed feet and hands. He realized that the creature who had been watching him was an Umi Nyobo. Dun, dun, dun. Yo! The... The Umi Nyobo... I know, it's great. Oh, God, I love this stuff so much. I love it so much. Uh, the Umi Nyobo in the house was carrying a red-faced newborn human baby in one arm. Uh, the yeah, yeah, you could probably see where this is going. The old man watched as she entered the kitchen and began to snoop around. She approached a barrel of pickled fish. So while still carrying the human baby, she, she lifted the and tossed away the heavy lid and scooped 
a webbed handful after webbed handful of pickled fish and just like went to town eating all this dude's pickled fish. Um, and when she had eaten all the fish, she bit into the human baby and quickly ate that too. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess, uh, appetizer main course, um, appetizer pickled <laughs> fish, main course baby. And for dessert, the Umi Nyobo finished up all the remaining bits of pickled fish and human baby and then began to scan the house with her fierce eyes. Where is that old man I saw in here earlier? I could really use something to clean my palate. Uh, the Umi Nyobu scanned the house once more but saw yeah. no sign of the old man. Disappointed, she left the house and vanished into the night. So how, how horrifying is that? You're doing this guy a solid. You're going to house sit for him. And just out of the blue, out of the blue, this like atrocity like walks into the house, eats all the pickled fish, eats somebody's baby. Uh, yeah, that's 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 horrible. <laughs> it's kind of a cool like premise for a horror movie, though. Like, it's a super cool one. Yeah, I was just house sitting. It doesn't matter. You didn't do anything wrong. Like just just shit happens, I guess. Like you just you just see the like worst things happen right before your very eyes, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus. And if that isn't a lesson that we've learned over the last two years, I don't know what is. <laughs> Literally, don't look at anything. Don't help yeah, anybody. Don't look at anything. Just don't help keep anybody. your head down and stay in your own goddamn lane. <laughs> and then, if you feel like you run into an invisible wall, um, you're supposed to tickle it, right? The the, the... <laughs> yeah, Nurakabe. Yeah, Nurakabe. Just just stick out your arms and tickle. That'll get you through life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not again. Not to like detract too much, but. Man, so many of these deal with, like, child death. I wonder what the over-under was on, like, infant yeah. mortality in, you know, medieval feudal Japan. Cause... That is a really good good observation. Um, and that makes me think if I can, like, I, I don't even know if I have, like, a comparative studies hat. It's maybe, like, a comparative studies, um, yeah, like, fez or something. Um <laughs> Because that also reminds me, too, of, like, a lot of the Brothers Grimm stuff, a lot of the Mother Goose fairy tales. Yeah, like, and I wonder if that was also maybe this weird way of processing, yeah, like, either infant mortality or, um, yeah, like, child mortality. Uh, and also equally serving as, like, a, uh, hey, be good boys and girls. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's an interesting, that is an interesting question. But it is, it is sort of uncanny how... Often it's like, oh, I just looked outside and I saw a flaming head on a wheel that ate my baby and then ran away. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I saw it. I looked at it. It got mad, flew into my house and ate my kid and said that I should have been watching my kid instead of it. I don't know how to handle this shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, it make me terrified to be a mother. <laughs> Maybe that's also, yeah, like just like way downstream of all these yokai stories like no wonder like there's a population crisis in japan like nobody wants to have kids because some umi nyobo is just gonna like pop in and steal it from you and eat it <laughs> oh god i also think it's funny that it was looking for the old man for a palate cleanser yeah like you would think that'd be you want to start off with that one 
then maybe pickled fish, and then baby. Like, you would imagine that, like, baby would be the better one to the, to end on than, like, crusty, yeah, sinewy old like, man. Yeah, or, like, maybe baby's the palate cleanser, because, like, I guess baby's closest to veal without getting too, oh, way yeah. too gross about it. Like, yeah, no, hell, sense. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. All that salty <laughs> in the, like, pickled fish, you know, you need to, like, top right. it off with some nice, fresh, palatable infant, and I don't I don't know. Yeah. I got it. I'm, I'm done talking about this and grossing myself out. I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, then let's move on to your uh, next yokai. Hopefully it's, yeah, maybe not quite as gruesome as this last one, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, I hope I didn't step on your toes here because you're talking about, about you're talking about fish yokai. And this oh, no. next one I've got is a fish yokai, but. No, perfect. This is Onamazu or mm. the giant catfish. Oh yeah, I love this guy. This yeah, is I think this one's super cool. Um, so they live in rivers, seas, oceans, and in subterranean caverns. They are omnivorous, and they're just a gigantic catfish that lives in like the slime and goop of Japan. It's it's a catfish. <laughs> However, so like like catfish, Josh, you know catfish. We've talked before in our fishing episodes. Your brother Jake is a master of catfish, and then you oh, know. Yeah. Sending said catfish into a lake full of tilapia to massacre those little babies. Because I bet baby tilapia are delicious. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but so these big old catfish, they bury themselves in mud. And then they kind of, you know, get weird. And they, as they're digging about, they start like, you know, they start digging around and messing stuff up in the mud. And they're so big that they just create earthquakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's not a good thing. They don't really interact with people, but they were popular in the Edo period in newspaper illustrations. These pictures show um, grotesque, huge catfish being subdued by a large number of people, gods, or even other yokai desperately trying to stop it from thrashing. And listeners, if this is perking your ears up, if you're like me, and I know that me and Josh are, you love Pokemon. There is a catfish Pokemon named Wishcash who is in fact a water ground type who is known to stir up earthquakes in the Pokemon lore. And I think that's cool as shit. We have yokai informing Pokemon, like, once again. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Well, and, and I think, yeah, I, I think uh, Wishcash is, like, the most uh, explicit um, allusion to, to this catfish. But, like, even, like, way back in Gen 1, the Magic Carp. Gyarados, like that was kind of one. That's kind of one too. It's like here's this little fish that has like giant whiskers. It just kind of flops around. But then I want to say mm-hmm. there's another like legend about like a, 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 a like the little catfish that could, and it just wished and wished and wished, and then one day it did become like a big fierce dragon. I think that was another. Well, because there is like the that. one about the koi that jumps the waterfall. That one's that's just straight one. up taken from. Yeah, that's the like yeah. Magikarp legend of like it swam up and over the waterfall, and when it did. It then turned into a Gyarados, and that was like, I couldn't right, tell you yeah. like which one is specifically, but it's like the koi fish that jumped over the waterfall. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and and so and so yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of borrowing some of that too. Well, and even um, yeah, I mean maybe Kyogre, maybe could kinda, but that's more like a whale, right? That's more like yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, just like giant fish that live underneath us. Throw a little temper tantrum, and the ground starts shaking. Like, uh... <laughs> so according to yokai.com, 
the Kishima, sh the Kishima Shrine on Ibaraki Prefecture is the source of a very famous story about Onomazu, the deity of the shrine, a patron deity of martial arts named Takamiki Zuchi, is said to have subdued an Onomazu. He pinned it down underneath the shrine and pierced its head and tail with a sacred stone, which still remain in the shrine today. The top of the, stone pro the, top of the stone protrudes from the ground. Earthquakes that take place during the tenth month of the lunar calendar, or the godless month, when all the gods travel to Izumo, are said to be due to Take Takamike Kazuchi's absence from the shrine. During the 2011 Tohoku disaster, the Kashima Shrine was badly damaged by an earthquake. The large stone gate was destroyed, and stone lanterns were knocked down, and the water level in the reflecting pool changed. Bom, bom, bom! I'm going to make a sound effect for that. <laughs> uh, to this day, catfish are associated in... Or, like, the image of a catfish is associated with earthquakes in Japan. I think it's cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I again, I just... Um, and I do. I, I love that to a non-Japanese audience... Yeah, you think, like, wait, catfish? How does that make any sense? But but it's it's just as... Yeah, like it's 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 just the same as like um, yeah, what would be like a weird, yeah, like I, I guess like Smokey the Bear preventing forest fires. Like you tell somebody about that, like okay, no, so there's this bear that like wears pants and a hat, walks around the forest and tells people to put out their campfires. Then you're gonna be like, what the, what are you talking about? But it, but it's like that, except a hundreds year old tradition. Um, and I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. Smokey the Yokai Bear. Smokey the Yokai. Oh God, I can see that right now. It's so good. Right? Yeah. It's like legend says that if you are careless uh, with fire, uh, yeah, here comes this this fearsome yokai who will scream at you for <laughs> almost burning your baby. They eat your baby. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's the that's the whole thing right there's a family going out on vacation whatever dad's like all right kids that's enough s'mores we've got a big day tomorrow uh lights out and he doesn't he doesn't put the fire out all, all the way there's like a little ember that jumps out and it just like il il illuminates this like horrifying bear face this horrifying bear yokai junji ito kind of treatment <laughs> And then, yeah, it wakes up the next day. The kids' tents are shredded. There's blood everywhere. And then, like, up in the trees, there's Smokey the Yokai saying, only you can prevent forest fires. He como the Yokai bear. Yeah. The yeah. Forest service bear. <laughs> and then one of the, like, giant heads that lives in the tree branches falls down and, like, smashes the dead. <laughs> oh, the stone dropping ones. Yeah, the stone dropping ones. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, go back and find all three of our go other yokai episodes. All of our other yokai episodes. Because <laughs> we're getting some deep cuts we're in this some one, guys. Deep cuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh god, that's too good. <clears throat> uh, well, so I so I did. This is my second attempt here in old fashioned. Um, uh, we'll, we'll see how the ice cubes go instead of the poor ice cube cat face head thing. 
And I also switched over to a Woodford Reserve bourbon. Ooh. Because I used up the last of my watershed. But, but yeah, here you go. Right on. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Mm. And I'm just still drinking the sake. Ooh, it's yeah. amazing. This is the only sake I've ever seen in my life that recommends you serve it on over ice. Whoa, interesting. Yeah. Um, an undiluted style of sake. Joy describes the emotion we experience upon creating the final blend. G. Joy is brewed in Oregon by sake. I'm, I'm sure that means sake one, not sake oni. Um, oh. <laughs> America's first craft, first craft sake brewery focused exclusively on the premium Jinjo grade sake. Enjoy G neat or on the rocks with a bold flavor of foods. Also great in cocktails. Serve chilled. Which I don't like heated up sake. I think we've talked about that before. Yes. I yeah. I think the like process is kind of tedious. Like if I'm out and about, then yeah, I'll get some. But I'll just usually drink it like room temperature. But this one said, you know, try it over ice. And goddamn, ice in it makes it a little bit better, I think. And there's probably okay. some Japanese dude spinning in his grave. Like, you can't enjoy yeah. sake with ice. What are you doing? Nani? He's going to show up at my house and eat my fucking kid because I ate sake in the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> drank sake the wrong way. <laughs> No, we went to, uh, uh, yeah, we went to some sushi place uh, around here. And when we ordered sake that came in the little carafe, it was interesting. So, like, it was, yeah, in the carafe. But then I'll, I'll, I'll try to talk this through so that it makes sense. But then, like, part of the, there was, like, the, part of the, like, outer part of the carafe was sort of sculpted, was, like, pushed into the middle. Okay. So there was, like, there was, like, a cavity inside the carafe and then they plopped some ice inside that so we would chill the sake but wouldn't dilute it Ooh. does it kind of make sense um and i mean it was good it was good i don't know i don't know if it like really added all that much uh but it was just neat i, ha- I hadn't ever seen that before it was like uh yeah here's like a sake or, or yeah 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 the sake carafe that we kind of like pushed in halfway put some ice in there to keep it chill. Um, I don't know. It's just interesting. God damn. I, I wonder, like, maybe, like, whiskey stones. I wonder what that would Ooh. do to this. That is a good question. That's a real good question. Yeah. Because with my with my old-fashioned here, there was... I mean, I got some... I have some whiskey stones. Uh, but I was. I was thinking, like, eh, I don't know if I want to necessarily flex with that and, like, orange and uh bitters and all that stuff may I'll, I'll, I'll just save those when i'm just drinking uh straight straight bourbon or, or whiskey or whatever but there's yeah, got to like be a way to like cut stone. up some oranges and like freeze it to like make that your ice cube or something if I, you, I think i've seen if you stuff wanted like to get that, real yeah. like bougie with an old-fashioned yeah or like um but actually no that's a good question that yeah the like sake stones aren't necessarily like a like a known or a or even a thing. I don't even know if that's a thing. That's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know. Anyway, we're not talking about sake stones. Anyway, we're talking about Yokai Kai. Talking about Josh, stones. what have you got for me, buddy? So next on my kitchen and cooking related yokai, um, this is Narigama, whose name means something like ringing kettle or crying kettle. Um, and... Uh, Again, courtesy of yokai.com. Uh, narigama are a tsukomogami of kama, uh, iron kettles or cauldrons used to cook rice in old Japanese kitchens. Um, and so these yokai have long arms and legs. Their bodies are covered in dark hair as if wearing an animal's pelt. Flames lick the sides of the kettle, 
um, which either serves as their head or which they wear like a helmet. So okay. imagine like a, a big iron kettle turned upside down. It's got <laughs> okay. limbs protruding out, hairy body, and then kind of like black beard fire kind of curling out of it um, <laughs> that entire time. Um, and what's strange is like, especially compared to some to, to the previous two that I talked about, like these guys are like, I think maybe even lawful neutral, I want to say. Um, cause a oh. Narigama's most amazing talent is the ability to predict the future. And so they don't like make a scene. They don't kill anybody, uh, but they're just fortune tellers. Uh, and so, uh, as its name suggests, you're firing up this kettle to, yeah, make some rice to do some cooking. Um, and, and it starts to like make the sound that's either, yeah, like a clanging or a crying or a ringing. Uh, when it's getting heated up and once the water inside starts to boil a narigama will begin to uh, ring or cry like an animal depending on the sound that it emits it's possible to know whether the rainer oh geez let me try that again um and depending on the sound that it emits uh you can tell what the weather's going to be if it's going to rain if it's going to be sunny um or if you even get an onmyoji a, a priest to to listen to the narigama's sounds um, they can tell you if you have good fortune or bad fortune coming your way. Um, so yeah, like, okay. I don't know. It's like, I guess like magic eight ball and you get to cook rice at the same time. Uh, so yeah. So, so these guys are just, again, they're not like malevolent. I mean, I get freaked out if, you know, you're just making the daily meal and then this thing starts howling and. This little like furry goblin thing jumps out of it, but no, like these guys seem to be like pretty chill. Um, so um, illustrations of Narigama appear in some of the oldest uh, Hiyaki Yagyo Imaki picture scrolls, uh, although they appear without a name or description. Uh, later, Toriyama uh, Sekien included it in his uh, Hiyaki Surezure Bukuru, along with a brief history. Uh, according to Sikian, the Narigama was first described in the uh, Hakutaku Zoo, a record of all the supernatural creatures in the world describing their strengths and weaknesses. The entry in the uh, Hakutaku Zoo explains that the Narigama's ability to ring is connected to an ancient oni named Renjo. So the story goes uh, that this oni Renjo, I, I guess that was the niche that he carved out for himself was haunting kettles. Um, you know, some of them like guard mountain passes. Some of them are like the uh, Namahage, whatever. But this guy, he just said, nope, I'm just going to haunt kettles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so according to the Kanso Kidan, which is a uh, book from the Edo period, um, if one of these Narigama starts like acting up, you stand about, about like a... a a yard away, about 90 centimeters away from the kettle. And you loudly say this Oni's name. You say, Renjo, uh, fire will descend into the earth and beneath the house and the haunting will end. Oh, shit. All right. So, so yeah, if this thing starts to act out, you don't want to stand too close. You don't want to stand too far away. You have to get, you know, within arm's reach of this. And you call out the Oni's name. 
all the fire and haunting will go away and you'll get good luck for for the rest of your life um i like that yeah and then also um apparently at the uh kibitsu shrine in okayami prefecture priests still practice a folk ritual called narukama which involves boiling a kettle and examining the sounds it emits to predict good and bad fortunes so very cool so yeah like it's it it is like it's a it's a yeah like a like a bit of a bit of a thing i don't know if it's like a touristy thing or if it's like a legit oh hey i got this problem let me go ask these priests to boil some water and have them tell me what's up but yeah i just i just i don't know i also thought this one was neat that is cool. I like that a lot. I like, though, too, like, you can expel the demon in this case. Like, you can perform the exorcism, mm-hmm. but, like, it not only removes it, but then you kind of get, you're better off for it, and you have good luck after the fact. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's, there's another story with, the, with this um, Okayama prefecture kind of region um, that says that it wasn't Renjo the oni that's responsible for these but another oni named ura and so okay. uh this oni named ura was being as oni are um being a real jerk and terrorizing everybody uh and then eventually uh was killed uh but even though he died his his head his oni head was like still like screaming and hollering and um and all that and so and so I guess the warriors or whoever killed him, uh, like, kicked kicked his head away to a to a group of dogs. The dogs started eating and like picked all the flesh from Ura's skull. And this dude was like oh, still, Jesus. yeah, was like still crying and screaming and like carrying on. And so they buried it uh, in the ground beneath the shrine's kitchen. But still, you could hear this like thing uh, yelling through the dirt. And then finally. A priestess named Aso Hime offered a sacrifice of food to Ura's restless spirit. And so since then, he's like, that's all I needed, guys. I just need a little snack. I just got a little hangry. Uh, Oh, it's a hungry ghost. Cool. Yeah. And so ever since then, ever since it finally uh, was offered and accepted some food, Ura's spirit has used the crying kettle to foretell good and bad fortunes. To the kibitsu shrine, to to the kibitsu shrine priests. So very cool. Yeah. So this one is this one's really neat. I really like this one. Um, and and I think, uh, I I don't know if you necessarily need the priests to like interpret. I I, I think you do kind of need the priests to interpret the sounds for you, and then they tell you if it's good or bad or what the weather's going to be like. Um, but yeah, this one's this one was neat. I was I was. This was the kind of one I was expecting more of, but yeah, found like a dearth of, yeah, kitchen yokai. But this one, this one made up for it because this guy's awesome. Neat. I'm getting weird like priestess of Pythia vibes. Like you need somebody there to help you translate it. And it's like, oh yes, the kettle, the kettle whistled, whistled in, a, in a sharp tone. No, it was a, it was a flat tone. We're going to war. Like. <laughs> Well, yeah, but, and, and the t- but I asked if my rice crop will be okay. Yeah. I didn't want to go to war. Yeah, I didn't too bad about that. I just want to know if like this dude was okay to marry my daughter to. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Jeez. Well, yeah, and also, no, that- you got to kill the samurai. Oh <laughs> shit! No nah, shit. But also, yeah, th- that it's like coming up from the earth, right? Yeah, and it's and it's sort of uh, one of the other things about 
the Pythia was like, yeah, she sat on, she either like sat on this tripod, this like three uh, legged stool, or like there was one kind of like, so yeah, like they're both also getting channeled through this like metal instrument or like furniture or something like that. So, so yeah, I was also kind of getting some, some Oracle of Delphi uh, vibes. Man, look at us being all multicultural and shit. I'm so proud of us. I love this shit. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of wind, I've got one for you, Josh. All righty. All right. In fact, I bet you could even parse this one out. The Kaze no Kami. Uh, Is this the, the, like, wind god? The wind spirit? Wind spirit, yeah. Kaze is wind and Kame is god or spirit. But... It's not as benevolent as we might think. These are like formless, invisible spirits that fly, that they travel along the wind, but they're usually depicted as like this old, like super sickly looking ape-like demon wearing a ragged loincloth, which I appreciate that even if you're this like weird spirit riding the wind and you're invisible, you still have the modesty to cover your junk up. (laughs) Good on you guys. Yeah, true. That is true. (laughs) They inflict suffering on humans both through their control of the wind and through the illnesses that they spread. Mm. They ride the wind traveling from place to place to, wow, place to place spreading illness. They slip into homes through small cracks and crevices and they find the warm air inside. They they like seek out the warmer air and slip it in as like cold air. When they encounter people, they exhale a cloud of humid yellow breath, which is toxic to humans and it will usually kill them. Oh, gross. That's super gross. And number one, this, um, like, raised the flag in my head of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The <gasps> the yellow the yellow pale horse and the name that yeah. sat on him was Death and Death followed with him. I think it's cool that Death, it, two very, very different cultures separated by probably a thousand years at this point, give or take. Mm-hmm. Like, we're still recognizing that yellow is a sign of pestilence, but this one is grounded in some type of reality. According to yokai.com, the yellow breath which Kaze no Kami exhale is representative of a yellow dust which falls in Japan, especially in early spring. Or right now. Oh god. Wind erosion of China's northern Huangtu Plateau stirs large amounts of silt up into the atmosphere. The silt falls down onto Japan and other eastern countries in the form of a yellow dust. This causes respiratory issues and can darken the sky on heavy days. The combination of early spring's temperature fluctuations, humid winds, and yellow dust often causes people to get sick. In olden times, people believed that this was the work of malicious spirits. Oh my god. Yeah, well, and and even like... uh, like very different phenomenon um but well i i guess one like spring and like yellow crap in the air makes me think of pollen season and like boy are we getting into that here and it's and it's awful and it's gross and like people are getting like sick from all this pollen stuff it's also making me think of especially in colorado in those dry rocky mountain states when it's like summer fire season and you can tell Mm -hmm. when there's a fire yeah, on the west side of the state, or maybe in a couple other states over in like Utah or Nevada, and yeah, the 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 sky gets that dark. Granted, more like kind of reddish, um, kind of hue to it, but oh man, yeah, yeah. I I was just in Breckenridge. Literally, it is all pine trees. And you listeners, you know, Josh, you know, I am insanely allergic to pine yeah. trees. And thank God it was so cold; like it wasn't. They weren't open yet, mm-hmm. but like. Mm-hmm. The, anytime I was out and about, I was this snuffly, blustery, goddamn mess of a human. 
Like, oh god, yeah. Yeah, the it's like a yellow peril of pine, man. Holy shit. <laughs> no, it is. Like we um we have a little sort of porch porch area uh out in the front of our rental. Um and it's probably going to be uh maybe next weekend or, or the weekend after after like the huge pollen dump. Um yeah, like I go through and like even pre-covid I like wrap wrap something around uh, my face. Uh, and yeah, like brush, dust, sweep, all this pollen out of the porch. And it, it, it is, man. It builds up and it's, fortunately, I do not have any kind of allergy things. But even without any allergies, I'm still, yeah, like wheezing and my eyes are all irritated. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. bad. Yeah, it's bad. So this goes on to say that um, interactions. So, you know, at this time, people believe that like Kaze no Kame was a real thing. And people who worked outdoors were most at risk. So farmers and fishermen were really, really worried about like just the, you know, the just it, it's wind. It's literally just the wind and crap travels on the wind. Right. Yeah. But so yeah. they were so worried about invoking its wrath, wrath that they deified it and added shrines of Kaze no Kame to shrines just to make it seem just to like try and appease this force. Uh, okay. But even now in Japan, catching a cold. Is or the common cold is referred to as kaze or wind. Got the winds. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, it's kind of neat. It's very no. It, it, and th- this is also a a thesis that we have sounded many times, but like just how damn close these people got it. It's like you guys were ah, you're you're right there. You were so close. Like, there's clearly yeah. something in the air. We can see it. We can see it when it's in the air. We can see it when it's settled. We know it comes at, like, certain times of the year. Um, and, it, and yeah, like, people get sick as a result. Um, and, yeah, they were right there. They were, they were just... I, I, I'm also just kind of wondering, too. Yeah, what sort of, like, biological nasties get cooked up in river silt... And then, and then, yeah, you oh, breathe, yeah. and you breathe that crap in. Yeah, no wonder you're, you could be facing something like pretty, pretty dang serious. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I also think it's kind of cool that, like, you, you know, the miasma theory that, like, <laughs> that's the other one. We thought that you know, um, illness spread across the, or like, illness spread from like bad smells and stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, the Japanese were on this shit like before we were on this shit. I, because I think we still bought into miasma theory like up into uh, the Civil War. You know, yeah, it was it was well before the germ theory of disease, and 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 that was also I oh man what episode we 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 were kind of talking about the miasma theory of disease in a different episode. It's escaping me, but again, it's like you guys are so close. This this thing smells awful. And a lot of people around this thing get sick. May it's it, it, again, it's just like you're so just uh, one or two more things. Uh and, and unfortunately, yeah, like stuffing your nose full of flower petals to combat the bad smells with good smells. It's like it's not quite that's not quite it, but again, just maybe like b b plus for effort (laughs) yeah you were really really close you were Mm -hmm. really close and then we were really close but we were really close not so long ago and it's kind of depressing if we think about it yeah right right um well and also the idea of like uh 
yeah, like combating a negative thing by by like yeah, trying to like give it its fair due. Um, all right, Kaze no Kami. Um, there's there's nothing that we can do to stop you. We can't control the the air currents, but maybe if we put up enough um, uh, statues in these shrines, maybe if we try to give you your due, if if we offer you a plate of food like with uh, the the oni um, ura, maybe maybe that maybe that will give us you know. It won't be quite as bad. It won't be quite as bad if we try to like give it its fair due. I, I don't know. I just I get so horned up for this stuff. <laughs> I know. I, I know, man. You you and me both. Um, oh god. So I know. We've done four episodes on this. I think at this point yeah. we're at like twenty hours of yokai. If you like listen <laughs> to all of it, like. Yeah. Oh man, it's great. And and and, and I, I won't say it's like inexhaustible, but yeah, the, uh, just the hits keep coming. Keep coming nonstop. Speaking of, next from Yokai DJ Josh uh, is Shiro Uneri, which okay. translates something to like white ripple, white fluttering. Um, and what this thing is, this is this and uh, yeah, uh, the Narigama. These were the kitchen yokai I was really hoping for. A shiro uneri is a dish towel or a kitchen rag that much like your favorite and mine, Borobotone, <laughs> it's too old, it's too grimy, hasn't been cleaned in a while, it's just like crumpled up and thrown in a corner. Um, but if a dish towel or kitchen rag gets in such a state, the shiro uneri will appear and it looks like a ferocious but tiny cloth dragon. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it is. It's like, like it's not origami because that's paper, but it is. It's like if a like towel folded itself up or like crinkled itself up in this disgusting dragon because nobody's washed it in a while. <laughs> then it flies around. It flies around. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, the Shiro Uneri flies through the air chasing cleaning staff and servants it attacks them by wrapping its slimy mildewy body around their necks and heads causing oh, them god. causing them to pass out from the stench <laughs> oh god okay although they do seem more interested in mischief than murder shiro uneri have occasionally killed servants by strangulation okay <laughs> horrifying <laughs> <laughs> Which, because it is, I and I, 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 yeah, between this guy and Borobotone, it is. It's just the message is: look, clean up every once in a while. Don't let, yeah, like mess and mildew and slime. Just, just clean. Just clean it. Just clean it up, or it's going to become a lot more trouble. Than you ever bargained for, and again, I just I going going back. I just love the image of Chef Ramsay samurai, uh, <laughs> yeah, like screaming at all of his like line cooks and these like cloth dragons flying around everywhere. He's like, "Look, it's disgusting! It's so gross! I'm shutting it down." <laughs> There's this whole squadron of Sh- Shiro Un. Un- 
Uneri flying around. I just, oh, I just love it. I love it. Man, you're a lot more benevolent in your interpretations than I am because all I could think was like, "Happy sucks," and you let him go oh, for too long. Oh, that's probably that is probably a different. But also, Shiro, Shiro is white, and we can all extrapolate from there. Anyway, anyway, yeah. No, that's <laughs> but also true. with Pokemon, um, Shuppet is like this weird animated puppet oh, that yeah. feeds off the like bad intention. It like fostered like the bad intentions of humanity and that like turned it evil and animated it yeah that's right yeah well and that's also kind of like a ghostly i mean not not like colored it, it is a ghost like it's a, it's a ghost yeah like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. that's too far or or the other route that I was going down and, and and again sort of like hoping for is uh because yes there's pokemon which is very much inspired by yeah like shinto and yokai and all that and then we also talked about the sort of like I don't even know if you can call it a rival series necessarily, but the but the other video game series Yokai Attack that oh, yeah. has that has some of these things too. And now I'm thinking of a video game series, right? Like okay, so there's like these like tycoon or like uh, simulation or management type games where you start a restaurant and you hire people and you have to kick out orders and all that. I would love to see. Yeah, like a yokai kitchen where, yeah, like you, you like have, and and I guess that's also sort of part, um, I guess, yeah, it's sort of inspired by Spirited Away too. It's like, oh, here's this bathhouse run by these weird creatures. What would like, yeah, like, and and maybe also I've just been watching too many Udon Noodle Shop videos. (laughs) I'm thinking about this too much. (laughs) Like, yeah, how cool would that be to like have a kitchen run by yokai? That just like, what is my purpose? I make the miso soup and like, and that's just it. And you just, and you just like, you're whipping out orders left and right and making that sweet yen. Um, I don't know. I just love this stuff. <laughs> Mark, I love yokai. I love yokai. <laughs> I'm thinking like not so much Gordon Ramsay, but like Bar Rescue. Right. Yeah. That. Oh God. That's so here's better. this like irritating fat dude from new jersey screaming at some japanese dude you've got these papers you got these cloth dragons everywhere it's disgusting what are you thinking <laughs> i hate Shut that show <laughs> i i don't know i both love and hate it your sake pot is cursed what are you thinking you are losing money <laughs> what is the last time you've claimed this it's like dragons are like well you know I tell the guys once a no. When's the last cl- time you've cleaned this? <laughs> Leather sofas. These are boru boruton now. What have you? You have gotten this far. What have you done? No, get out of my fucking sight. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I went so ahead funny. and bought him new leather couches. The leather couches won't turn into boru boruton at least for the first three or four years. They know better now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And I'm leaving you in good hands, but it's up to you. And it's like six months later, we check back in at the uh, Takashi Saki house. Yeah, Takashi Saki house. There's Boroboro tones like flopping around. The Shiro Uneri flying around. Uh, the the little grime grime liquors in the bathrooms. Akarame. That's right. I, I, I always forget him. I always forget his name. But yeah, the, the, the <laughs> things have things have not improved since the last time. <laughs> 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 
Things have not improved. He has employed Teapot Samurai as a bouncer. And you see, yeah. like, this weird, like, CC footage of this little, like, yeah. one-foot-tall Teapot Samurai, like, yeah, like, stabbing Guidos in the goddamn shins. <laughs> I don't like your shoes. Those are the wrong shoes. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh God, that's too good. I'm bringing in a I'm bringing in a cleaner for you. He's a good friend of mine. He's gonna get your menu back on track. This is Tofu Koso. It's <laughs> yeah. a good friend of mine. He has a three three Michelin star restaurant where they only serve tofu. <laughs> Toriko Trito. <laughs> Oh, oh, I love it. Oh shit! Love it. <laughs> All right, Mark, who's who's your next yokai, there, buddy? All right, next up we have a thing called uh, my kubi, and these are actually three things. But Ooh. and I'm just gonna yeah. So, um, their name translates into dancing heads. Okay, it is a trio of severed samurai heads that appear on the surface of the sea at night. You can see them in the sea around Sagami Bay, and they don't eat anything. They are just driven by raw anger and hatred. So I can really associate with this dude being the angriest person that I know. What they do is they dance around in circles above the waves trying to bite one another. They spit flames from their mouth and make them especially... So you can see these guys like very clearly at night. Um, their dancing creates large waves. And it's shaped like a Tomo symbol that looks like a giant comma. Um, if you know the Sharingan from Naruto, it's the the symbols in the eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this one's really cool. It comes out of the local folklore of the Manazuru in Kaga, sorry, in Kanagawa Prefecture. And it's also isolated in the Edo period. Mm. And the legend goes that in 1240 CE, three wicked samurai... Kosanta, uh, Matashige, and Akugoro were in town at the Manazuru fe- for, uh, in the town of Manazuru for a festival. They got super drunk and started a fight, and their quarrel got so heated that the three samurai drew their swords. In the midst of this amazing, what I can only assume was amazing sword fight, they cut each other's heads off at the exact same time. Oh shit! That would that so would be a three badass. samurai decapitated each other. Yeah, that, this is some Tarantino shit, yeah, man. Yeah, that's a like, badass samurai fight. <laughs> So the heads ended up making their way into the ocean where they still are seen arguing to this very day, shooting flames at each other. <laughs> and they are locked in an, in an unending mortal combat. Oh my god, that's so awesome. They haunt the seas around Manazuru, and at night they can be seen dancing on the sea's surface as they spit fire at each other. Locals of Manazuru fear the area and call it Tomoe Gafuchi, the Tomoe Depths. When the waves shaped like three Tomoe appear on the surface, stay away from the waters out of fear of shipwrecks or disasters. Again, callback. It makes me think of the three sisters when you have three yeah. waves that come together in formation. Holy like, crap, yeah. Yeah. But these guys are so mad that they stir up big old waves and create natural disasters with their bitchiness. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> So I'm I'm also yeah sort of pic- picturing um, yeah like uh, Kurosawa meets Three Stooges. So there's like Larry Moe and Curly, 
all chop each other's heads off at the same time. I was like, ah, you, you numbskull, what'd you do that for? Oh, gee, why'd you gotta pick on quiet, you bonk? And they're just, yeah, they're just arguing this entire time. I totally chopped off your head first. Nuh uh. No, no, you didn't. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Is there a Japanese for whoop, 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 whoop? <laughs> But it also has to come with the wooden clappers. Whoop, 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 whoop. Goes to poke him in the eye, but he has no fingers, so he just shoots fire at him. (laughs) And once again, once again, we have disembodied heads wreathed in flame that shoot flame. I love it. I just, I just love it. It's a, it's a thing, man. God, Josh, when I die, cut my head off so that like my ghost can like take my, cut my head off and throw it like into the Rio Grande. So that yeah. I can be like this weird, like floating head that shoots fireballs at kids. <laughs> and the only way to calm uh, Makusan is by <laughs> uh, pouring copious bottles of sake and uh, red rum ale into the Rio Grande. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, it's the festival of the drunken fish. See, God, what? The... I want that. I want that festival. The festival of the Borracho Peces. <laughs> I want that so bad. That'd be amazing. I do too. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, I just love the idea that, like, you're locked in a... Inter- like, you can't die. Like, yeah. we talk a lot about afterlives and stuff, but, like, you can't die, so you're just damned to fight with these two other jerks that you hated. Right. And you're so angry that you just can like you can you literally are spitting fire with your yeah. arguments. Like I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh man, that's too funny. <clears throat> uh, uh well All right, buddy, what you got for me? So this is I I have I think one You or spit your maybe fire. Maybe two. One or maybe two. The second one's just kinda like meh, whatever. But 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 the last one that I kind of had was it's again somewhat related to like kitchen or restaurant sort of things. Um, but this yokai is a uh, supon no yure, which translates to soft shell turtle ghost. Its habitat, according to yokai.com, is places where soft shell turtles are eaten, and its diet is none. It thrives solely on revenge or vengeance. Oh. Okay. And Appropriate. So, All right. And so supon is a Japanese word for the Chinese soft soft shell turtle, uh, Latin name uh, Pelodiscus sinensis. Supon no yure are the vengeful ghosts of soft shell turtles who appear in order to get revenge on the humans who ate them. They usually appear as gigantic ghosts with long legless bodies and prominent pointed lips, just like a soft shell turtle. Oh, God. Awesome. So it is. This is like the ghost of the thing that you ate. Um, just super pissed about it, and it comes back to wreak havoc on you. Uh, and and there's a there's also again like a biological sort of background for this. Um, so uh, Supon, the shell turtle, uh, like Kitsune, Tanuke, and other animals, uh, were believed to have powerful magical abilities. Uh, in addition, Supon were known for their tenacity. It was said that if one bit you, 
it would never let go. So think like a um, uh, uh, oh god, like a turtle, like a turtle yeah. bites, and you're like that's a turtle it, you're done, bites, yeah. and that's it. Um, uh, and accordingly, their ghosts were believed to be particularly tenacious. Again, literally meaning like tenacious. You can't tear it off. You can't break it apart. Uh, and their curses are especially hard to break. Uh, so yeah, like just like like a like a like a snap. Why can't I think of this snap snap turtle snapper turtle snapping turtle alligator snapping turtle. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, just like that. Turtle bites you. It's got its hard shell. It's got its powerful jaws. Um, yeah, of course, its spirit is going to be pissed if you somehow manage to like kill it and eat it <laughs> it seems it also seems to like kind of follow again the greek mac maxim nothing to excess if you have like one bowl of turtle soup a year probably won't have yeah. the wrath of supono yure uh but if you just if you just wolf that down day in day in day out uh, it says the victims are usually people who have eaten a large amount of supon meat uh or the owners of bars and restaurants uh, who have served like this is their their signature dish, and they just go on like a a, a, a turtle massacre just to keep up with the <laughs> demand. Um, and so there's a couple different ways in which uh, the supan no yure can haunt its victims. One common method is to actually like summon another yokai, uh, a gigantic monk called a taka niodu. Um, and this monk just like lectures you about <laughs> eating too much soft, soft shell turtle. <laughs> um, another awesome. one, slightly more uh, gruesome. Um, another common method is to possess their victim and then like sort of like squeeze their physiology. Um, so you, you the, the, the ghost possesses you and like morphs your body to look like a weird human turtle freak. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so sort of with that one particularly tragic story tells of a man who made his living by catching and selling supon, uh, the deep and long grudge of all the dead supon manifested as one of these monks as a Taka Neodu over 30 meters tall, a hundred foot tall, ghost monk yokai monk oh jesus which haunted him night after night and this is where it also gets super messed up and i and apparently the sins of the fathers are getting visited on the sons uh on top of that his own baby was born disfigured and resembling a soft shell turtle Ooh, gross yeah the the child had hair longer than his body he had webbed fingers and toes his eyes were large, round, and sharp, like a turtle's. And his lips were long and pointed. And because of the shape of his mouth, uh, apparently this, this kid, he didn't do anything wrong. It was all his dad. But because this kid was born like a part turtle boy, uh, he could not eat regular food. And his parents had to feed him worms. That's the only thing he oh, could like, slurp up. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, I hate that. That's great. I love it. I don't hate it. I love it. But yeah, it's gross. Yeah, yeah but it's also super gross. And um, I consider myself pretty adventurous for culinary things. As I'm on record on other episodes, I've had Rocky Mountain oysters. Uh, I've had mm-hmm. uni, which is sea urchin. And if somebody offered me a bowl of turtle soup, I don't think I'd say no. Like I, I would want to try it. Um, 
And then I just pray to God that I don't like turn like, wow, this is the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. I, I'm, I'm, this is the only thing I'm going to eat for the rest of my life. And then like uh, risk the vengeance of Supan no Yure to come and haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> Manifest as a monk who just like, <laughs> I was like, Josh, you know, think about the, tur- you know, climate change is already affecting turtles bad enough. And here you are eating them all the time. <laughs> it's like, lay off me, man. Get off me. <laughs> I would no, I need to I need to shit out of some turtle soup. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I've eat, I've had deep fried turtle before and it's really, really oh, good. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. 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 And and if and again if somebody offered me some deep fried turtle, goddamn right I would. Yeah. Hell yeah, dog. <laughs> what about you, Mark? Do you do you have any more? Any one or two more? I have try? one more. Okay, perfect. And as it turns out, I have saved the worst for last without oh even trying to. All right. Here, All right. Here we go. You ready for this, buddy? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something called Enko. Mm. Um, its name means monkey. You can also call it an Enkozaru or Enkobo or Enkodan or Shibetan or Takewaru. They live in rivers and shores. Their preferred diet is cucumbers or fresh human livers. Oh, God, I hate this already. (laughs) Oh, you don't hate it enough, Josh. You really don't hate it near enough. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) So these these guys live in um, uh, rivers found throughout Shikoku and Chugo regions. They resemble monkeys or hairless kappa. They're about the size of a three-year-old child with bright red faces. Their limbs are long, flat, flexible, and elastic. And if you pull on one arm, the other it will stretch out while the other arm shrinks in. So, like, these guys have cartoon physics, basically. Like, yeah. you pull the one arm, and the one arm gets super long, but it, like, ripped. You pull the left arm, and the right arm shrinks in yeah, to a, compensate for the... Oh, my God. <laughs> um... Their fingers are tipped with sharp claws. They're covered in thick fur, but are slimy and slippery like catfish. Mm. They also have a dish-like depression in their heads, like kappa. I know we've never talked about oh, kappa yeah. before. We just always kind of dance around. We ought to have like a like the greatest hits of yokai, and yeah. kappa would be one of them. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, because we haven't we we we've alluded to, but I think it's kind of part of it. Like we we wanted to avoid like well, I mean, yeah, those are like the obvious ones, like your kappas, your kitsune. Your tanuki, but I, I, I guess maybe for yokai part five, yeah, we have to do like the five best known or five most well known yokai. Um, now that's what I call yokai volume five. Is yeah, that'll be that'll be our best of. <laughs> okay, okay, but tell me more about Enko. Or, okay. or 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 dare I dare I dare oh, dare you 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 don't even dare baby you don't even want to dare. <laughs> Um, they live in rivers and along seashores and are excellent swimmers. They appear at night along popular fishing spots. They are skilled at transforming and can disguise themselves as human women or dolls. And that's, that's what fucks me up. We'll get to it in a second here, but it's real gross. They do not like anything made of metal Mm. and they will like run away from it. So like, they're afraid of just like, just like farmers and like, like, you know, plows and or fish hooks. They don't, they don't like it at all. They are also super afraid of cows and horses and will attack them if they enter rivers. Oh, okay. Um, in Shikoku, it said that 
the Enco only live in rivers during summer. In winter, they migrate up into the mountains. Mm-hmm. And then in summer, they return back to rivers. And yeah, it, it's like weird. It's kind of like weird reverse salmon, kind of sort of. You know, you have like the salmon of Capistrano. Well, you've got the Enco of Shikoku. <laughs> and I know I did that. I, I was making a dumb and dumber joke there. No, I, no. I just realized I made a joke about a movie that's like 30 something years old. <laughs> so they live for three years in the mountains as Kappa. And then they migrate into the rivers and transform into Enco for the next three years. So they have like a six-year cycle that they go through. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, You can typically find an Enco at night. They're usually found by fishermen where they disguise themselves as kimono-clad wooden dolls and approach the fishermen. If the fishermen poke them, they grin cheerfully and giggle. So it's effectively like Japanese-style Pillsbury Doughboys, right? (laughs) I mean, right? Maybe. And uh, reading from yokai, uh, yokai.com here. However, Enko are not always cute. They sometimes attack, rape, and even kill humans. Oh, God. They are best known for assaulting swimmers in order to attain one of their favorite snacks, the fresh liver of, from a still-living human. Now, Josh, we're doing Japan here, and we can just call it J- Japan gets a little bit weird. Uh-huh. How do you reckon these Enko get a hold of the livers out of still-living humans? Well, I mean, I'm inclined to say that they, like, I don't know, they have to, like, cut them open, right? Isn't that... Cut them open? Yeah, they got the, the hand with the big old long claws. That would make sense. Right, yeah. Or, I, I, I don't know if they use tools. I don't know if they've evolved to that level of technology. Well, they don't yet. like tools. Remember, oh, they don't like metal. Well, or, or like a stone or something. I don't know. Maybe they like... Or a stone, okay. Okay. Um, To, to quote our favorite Captain and Neil... Well, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They do this by ramming their long arms through the victim's anus and pulling out the liver through their asshole. No. Yep. I, because I'm on my fire, I can't send it to you, but I want you to jump on yokai.com real quick and look up Enko. Okay. E-N-K-O. And just look at that image. Look at that little thumbnail there. Oh, God. You wanna oh you wanna describe that to the listeners? So it's it's this poor guy who's swimming. Well not swimming, he's being like held underwater. This yeah, like demon monkey enco thing. Uh his left arm is on the guy's ankle, and his right arm is doing that stretch stretch armstrong uh right up the dude's pooper. And did they have to do the blood, like the, ad- admittedly, this is very well done. This is a very well done painting. But yeah, and then there's like blood coming out and like kind of dissolving into the water around it. It's, oh God. They stick their hand up your ass and pull your liver. It's like the worst fatality you could ever conceive hor- of. That is a horrible fatality. Oh my god! Oh my god! And he's just so like happy about it too. He's like, "Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna eat your liver through your through your poop shoot." Because he's gonna get his favorite food, like his fresh liver. Oh my god! Oh my god! Their origin is thought to come from the association with monkeys who have migratory habits, uh, long limbs, and their little hairy bodies. 
Um, it's also one of the best association or best cases of association. Their their kanji for their name is even the same for the Japanese kanji for a uh, monkey, um, or for well for macaque. But yeah, 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 for macaque monkeys. Oh my god! In the Tosa Prefecture, which is now the uh, Kochi Prefecture, a woman was raped by an enko. The resulting pregnancy, uh, when the child was born, it had a dish-shaped indentation in his head, and one long fang in its mouth. Villagers were horrified and killed it in a bonfire. I mean, yes. <laughs> As you well fucking should. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just... <sighs> See, it's not funny. I don't know what? why I'm laughing. I just... God, I can't imagine getting, like... There's there's you and me. There's Josh-san and Mark-san, like, fishing. And it's kind of late at night, and we should probably turn in. But now yeah, we're getting to the sake and having fun. We're just piling around as yeah, two buddies. Just... And this weird, like, wooden doll, like, clambers up to us in a kimono, and you poke it in the gut. And, <laughs> and then it throws us in the water and sticks its arm up my ass and pulls out my liver. Oh, my God. And just, why can't we, like, massacre these guys and turn them into soup? Like leave, like leave the turtles alone. It's if there's anything that needs to be, yeah, like made extinct. It's these guys. Just oh god, here, here, like here, here. Buddy. Yeah, like it's it's literally eat or be eaten, right? It's that's that's what we're. Those are the stakes that we're dealing with here. Yeah, uh, oh I, I mean literally, like yeah. <laughs> god, that image. He's just so like yeah, that's right. You're gonna give me that liver. It's literally okay. So as I was going through my list and formulating this, I found this one like fourth, and then wrote or then picked everybody else based off of this dude. (laughs) Oh God! Uh, Okay, what if? Oh, do you you have one more for me, buddy? I I was just gonna say, like, I think I need a bit of a palate cleanse, but not like an old man to eat after that. (laughs) You need an infant. I some something. Well, here's here's this one's pretty short too, so so I think it'll be good. So again, on the on the topic of like kitchen restaurants, uh, uh, cooking, eating stuff like that, this last one is uh, kowai, not kawaii. That's something different, but kowai. This yokai's name translates into like uh, you can kind of consider it because its name in kanji. Includes the letters fox, person, and strange. So you can almost translate this like weird fox person. <laughs> okay. And so um, its habitat is food stalls and garbage dumps. And its diet is any scrap of food it can get its hand on. And Mark, I think you and I might be kowai. <laughs> I it almost sounds like it, yeah. As as often as we've joked uh on this podcast and texting and in person, um I have my Mrs. Wizard, you have your your yours and anytime we go out to a restaurant or like make dinner at home, um like I have my heaping plate and she has hers and she'll get, you know, like halfway to two-thirds through it i've already polished mine off at this point and any little last scrap or morsel or bit of food on her plate um yeah as soon as soon as she puts her napkin down uh she's 
she says, all right, Josh, go for it. Cause I know you've been eyeballing this and I just go wrong and just like <laughs> <laughs> nom it down. So I'm pretty sure that this is the yokai that I am. Cause that's what he does. Um, the Kowai is the ghost of a gluttonous person who carried his or her obsession with food into the next life, uh, transforming in, oh. tra- transforming into this yokai after death. And so it takes the form of a grotesque human with fox-like features, uh, bloodshot eyes, sharp teeth, and a long drooling tongue. And it appears at it, and it appears at night outside of food stands and restaurants. Um, and it's concerned with only one thing, and that is eating. It's it's always hungry. It ravenously devours any bit of food it can get its claws on. It rifles through garbage pails, um, knocking down food stalls, attacks food vendors late at night, picking up whatever scraps uh, left behind. Uh, it, it will even go so far as to pick at carrion, so like, I don't know, roadkill. If there's any roadkill, it'll even go after that. No matter how spoiled or how disgusting, if it can be eaten, Kowai will go after it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> And I feel personally attacked, but yeah. okay. <laughs> Moving on. I mean, we not did. by you, but by this guy. Yeah, like. by, but by, and I just admitted, like, yeah, I've eaten some weird stuff, and I'll eat turtle soup. I'll eat deep fried turtle. Listeners, if you haven't heard Mark and I, like, have to say, okay, we can't do food episodes anymore. They take too long. We have like twelve hours of food episodes, and we've only recorded three of them. We got to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, 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 again, I was looking for any sort of yokai with cooking, restaurants, food. The other one that sort of springs to mind, too, is um, back in our college years, bloodshot eyes, long, drooling tongue, walks around late at night. Hey, guys, think about making a McDonald's run. Can I get you anything? <laughs> I'm sure there's... Plenty of kowai. Drive? Yeah, fuck it. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of kowai haunting college towns late at night, rummaging through like, oh, this pizza is only half like thrown out. It's fine. <laughs> We've talked before about the the yokai that was Mark the drunk roommate that would just yeah. eat your fucking food because it was there. Like, uh. So yeah, this is it. This is it. And like I That's said, it's it. it's, you... it's a short and sweet entry. Uh, no like recommendations about how to like calm this thing down. No recommendations about how to cure it. It's it's just here, and it's always going to be here so long as there are drunk college kids and places open uh, past ten p.m. <laughs> There's always going to be the kawaii. <laughs> well, feed them, guys. Feed yeah, them. That's feed how you em. get rid of them. That's how you get rid of them. Maybe one of them's feed an the oni. Feed the damn raccoons. Yeah, feed the damn raccoons. Maybe one of them turns out to be an oni, uh, and then he'll be your friend and um, predict a future for you. So, so yeah. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> uh, so I guess yeah, Mark. As as we're wrapping and as we're wrapping this up, you know, I'm I'm here in Eastern time, so I've already eaten dinner. As soon as we're done recording, I'm gonna go back downstairs and eat some more. You damn right. I've got a pizza that will be here in 15 minutes. Like, yeah. So um, I guess uh, thoughts as we bring an end to Yokai part four. No, wait. I Do you want to... Should I guess what, what I think your theme is? 
Yeah, I guess can you can can you guess it, Josh? Do you do you oh, need me boy. to like recap my yeah, stuff? Yeah, just a real quick recap. Who were your yokai? Well, give me your recap real quick, and oh, then sure. I'll give you mine. Sure, sure. Okay, so yes, yeah, so yeah. mine all food related or cooking or things like that. Started off with uh, Yao Bikuni, the eight hundred year old nun who ate a bad piece of fish. Um, uh, I also had uh, Umi Nyobo, the sea wife who's just this horrible thing that will roll into your kitchen and eat your pickled fish and a baby. Um, I also had Narigama, the uh, ringing kettle, which seems kind of scary, but if you just say its name or give it something to eat, uh, you'll be able to tell fortunes. Uh, Then I also had Shiro Uneri, the fluttering white, the white fluttering, the white ripple. Uh, Just clean your dish towels. You know, just 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 clean them. Just clean them every so often. Supan no Yure, the soft shell turtle ghost, and then uh, yeah, like I was just mentioning a minute ago, Kowai. Anybody who's ever been drunk and hungry, <laughs> drunk got the what, what do you call it the 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 drunkies, the drunk munchies. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, and so I had. The Koshu, the parasite that lives in between your diaphragm and your heart. Mm-hmm. Onamazu, the catfish that creates earthquakes. The Kami no Kaze, which says it for itself, the wind demon. The Enko, the water monkey that rips your liver out of your asshole. And the Maikubi, the f- trio of flaming samurai heads. I think that was all of them. And yeah, Josh, have you discerned my theme tonight? So, a lot of them seem to be, uh, yeah, like submerged in a liquid, okay. not not necessarily water. Like there's a little parasite guy, the parasite guy that lives in you. There's the there's the catfish. There's the water monkeys. Um, yeah, but then uh, I I don't feel super confident in that. But that's that's gonna be my final answer. Locking it in. Okay, logging it in. Deep. Once again, to quote Captain Tennille, well, you're wrong. <laughs> Starting off with the Onamazu, we have Earth. Followed oh. closely by Kaze no Kami, you have Wind. Oh. Followed by the Enko, Water. Followed by my Kubi, Fire. And then rounding out with the Koshu, Heart. <laughs> With our powers combined, I am Captain Yokai. Captain Yokai, he's our hero. Gonna point out all these Japanese folklore. He's the one who tells us how to keep our bathroom spotless clean. <laughs> That's so good. What's so I was. I was almost there with that. I'm the, I'm the letter R tonight. I'm you. I'm you this time. I'm the letter R tonight. God, I'm so glad you didn't get it. I was really I mean, scared because I, I was like, he's going to get it. first. For, after like the third one, he's going to be like, wait a minute. The the one that lives above your heart, the the oh, the, the, yeah. the earthquake catfish, the, the, the wind demon. What's going on? God damn was, it. There it is. I, was, I mean, I, I sort of picked up on like... Some of the element, elemental stuff, but then because yeah, like I was trying to say that I was like, no wait, but there's a wind dude and there are the fire guys. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, but no, that's that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And uh, yeah, no, this is great. So 
listeners, and maybe we could have said this too. We, we could have told them to like pause and like write out their answer. But uh, even let's do one better. Instead of like thinking about the answer or writing it down or like uh, uh, guessing with another person, why don't you tell us? Why don't you share with us? What do you think Mark's theme was? Because um, and maybe if you get it correctly and like uh, a gentleman's honor here, don't like listen to the episode and then like add us on Twitter afterwards or, or do we can't tell. We, we won't be able to know, uh, but we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can send us an email to the two wizards podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter. Like I said, at two wizards pod C one uh, we're on Instagram doing some stuff. I'm sure. Uh, and the only reason I say that is because I, I don't do the Instagram. Maybe I should. I don't know. Eh, maybe, maybe not. Um, um, <laughs> I personally, singularly, Josh, I'm on Twitter at Plaid Barbarian. Uh, Mark, what are some things that you want to want to promote yourself or maybe some other projects that, that you have? Uh, you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, on Great Greek Buffalo on Instagram. Um, you can also find me if, if, if you didn't get enough of me tonight in my, uh, roundabout fashion of liver theft through the butthole, <laughs> you can come find me at our sister podcast, the dangle podcast, where me and my buddy Johnny take two episodes of King of the Hill and we rate and review them. And we talk about at, at some point we both love this show, but at some point I really fell off that wagon and we're trying to figure out where I fell off of it. And guys, I am like eighty percent sure. I think I found where I found off, where I fell off. Oh. But this week, uh, we're discussing uh, Naked Ambition, the one where Bobby sees Luann naked, and moving on up, the one where Luann moves out of the house. Speech featuring special guest star Andy Dick, and you can hear Johnny and I rail against our hatred of Andy fucking Dick. Yeah, and yeah, go check us out over there. Yeah, yeah that sound that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Because um, <laughs> but- fuck Andy Dick. <laughs> Oh man! Well, I, I, again, we just we were long overdue for yokai. We always enjoy. We always enjoy. We always have, again, just like great. Uh, whether it's uh, a food truck coming coming to your city soon, but only uh, at night, and uh, in the shape of like a wooden doll. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or well, we are only serving liver yeah. and veal out of this food truck. Yeah, yeah, uh, liver and quote unquote veal and <laughs> soft shell turtle soup. Um, <laughs> and you have to. Oh God, I just, I just love. I, I do. I love yokai, and I'm already because we already I love yokai. We've already said that part five is coming, and we already have part five picked out. And I think narrowing down to like the the heavy hitters and telling lots of stories surrounding those guys um yeah i think boom part five right there um but in the meantime thank you for joining us um here at the two wizards podcast my name is josh and i am a wizard my name is mark i am a wizard protect your buttholes when you're swimming guys and do not poke wooden dolls (laughs) we love you all everyone thank you for listening take care everybody good night he rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all! Ah!
Yo!